Thank you for listening to the Zaner Ministries podcast with evangelist Nick Zaner. To stay connected, check us out on Instagram, Facebook, or at ZanerMinistries.com. Now, here's evangelist Nick. If you have not yet signed up for the daily Bible reading plan, right now you need to do so. You need to sign up right now. You say, how do I sign up? Go to our Facebook page, click the link, or Jose will put it in the comments for you here in a second, and be a part. I believe, I'll check right now, but I believe we have almost 30 30 people joining us. 30 exactly. Look at that. So we have 30 people. I, I believe we can get at least 40. There's 10 of you who haven't signed up. Come on, let's read the Bible together. The only way you're going to grow in 2024 is through the Word of God and the help of the Holy Spirit. And so you might as well read it all the way through. Many people watching right now, you've already helped, you've already read almost through the whole Bible with us. we got a couple more days still. And so guess what? New Year. Come on, we're going to read it in a fresh light. Richard's on. Kara's on. God bless. And so we're going to grow. Erica, God bless you on YouTube. we got the YouTube viewers on. Praise God. And so, uh, yes, join that, be a part, and uh, you're going to grow in the things of God. Amen? Amen. And then also, 21 days, prayer and fasting, we are going to be, or not we're going to be, but our theme of the year is called Run to Win. We're not running to lose, we're not preparing to lose, we're not going backwards, we're going forwards. And so, when you understand that the Bible says you're to run with a certain attitude and you're to, you have an expectation that you're going to walk in victory. Um, you got to do some things. And uh, you can go back to our previous messages. You can hear that whole message that I've done on that. Um, but we're going to be disciplining ourselves in prayer and fasting for 21 days, starting the 2nd through the 22nd. I want to encourage everyone listening to do something, be a part of that. And uh, it's going to be, it's what takes you to the next level. If you can eat one meal a day after 6 o'clock, great. If you can fast uh, the whole entire thing, praise God, do it. And then at 1 p.m. starting the 2nd and all the way until the 22nd, we're going to be going live at 1 p.m. So take your lunch break from work at 1 and tune in and join us. We're going to have the word and we're going to spend some time in prayer. It ain't going to be long. It's going to be 45 minutes, maybe an hour tops where we just get straight to the point. And you're going to get your spirit fed by the Word of God. I want to encourage everyone to subscribe to Face or to YouTube so you can be a part of that. And then, yeah, that's all we have for those. Praise the Lord. Tonight, those watching in the comments, um, we're going to get into a very, very important subject in the Bible and a doctrine of the Bible. It's mentioned over 300 times in the New Testament. 300 times. And uh, that's very important to understand. And tonight we're going to be talking about the second coming of Christ. The second coming of Christ. I want you to type that in the comments as the title to let the people know as they hop on late that that's what we're talking about. And uh, this is very, very important. This is why it's part of the core four, because right now in the title of this message, you can see it's the second coming, the last days and the rapture. This stuff, guys, 
we are in the final moments of time. And I'm not just telling you that uh, just to tell you. I'm telling you that because the Bible is clear. And we're going to dive into what the Bible says about the times we're living in right now. And literally, we are so, so close. Uh, some of my older saints watching, you probably, you know, have heard it said for years that Jesus could come any moment. But I'm going to I'm going to show you by the scripture that we are even that much closer than when you thought when you were young uh, that we are just that much closer to Jesus coming back. And that's why we're doing what we're doing. We're getting the word of God preached as hard as we can. We're running to win, not running to lose, to win as many souls, to win in life so we can we can get up and get out of here. Amen. So without further ado, let's get into this. If you have your Bibles right now is the time to get your Bible, get, grab a notebook, take notes on your phone if you have to, your iPad, whatever. But go with me to first Thessalonians chapter 4. I'm going to start in verse 13. And we're going to break this thing down. So, 1 Thessalonians chapter 13. Before I read the scripture, I want you to get this in your mind. Because we're talking about the second coming of Christ. And the last days in the rapture. The reason why the second coming of Christ and the rapture are two separate subjects is because they're two separate events happening around the same time. You need to understand that. The rapture and the second coming of Christ are two separate events, yet they happen. They, they, the rapture is what triggers the timeline for the return of Christ. And I'm going to break this down. So for your note's sake, you need to understand that. And tonight we're going to be primarily talking about the last days and the rapture, but we're going to include, obviously the main thing it's leading up to is the return of Jesus and why he's returning and so on and so forth. So 1 Thessalonians 4 verse 13 says this, but we do not want you to be uninformed. I don't want you to be uninformed. That's why we're doing this tonight. About those who are asleep, that you may not grieve as others do who have no hope. For since we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so, through Jesus, God will bring with him those who have fallen asleep. Another that word fallen asleep means those who have died. For this we declare to you by a word from the Lord, that we who are alive, who are left until the coming of the Lord, will not precede those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a cry of command, with the voice of an archangel, and with the sound of a trumpet, of God and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive, who are left, will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. So we will always be with the Lord. Therefore, encourage one another with these words. So tonight, I'm going to encourage you with these words because this is not to scare anybody. This is to prepare you for the return of Jesus Christ. So I want you uh, to, to type in the comments, caught up, caught up. The reason why the word caught up is in English in the Bible, it gets its root word, the rap, the word raptura, a rapturus, I might be saying it wrong for all those critics, I'm sorry, I'm doing my best, but we get that, that is the Latin term for, that's where we get our word rapture, which is translated in English, caught up, and then if you go back into the Greek, harpizo, 
is the Greek word for caught up or for rapture, which it's harpizo, then into rapturus, and then into rapture, and then caught up. So that is talking about the rapture. Amen. And so the Bible says those who are alive, that's us. If, if Jesus comes back during our time, which I believe heavily, it's my opinion, but I'm going to give you scripture that backs up that why we are so close. I believe we're that generation. But the Bible is clear. There's a group of people who are dead. It says those who are asleep. That actually means those who have died. They will be caught up or they will, no, they will rise from the dead first. Because why? Jesus came to redeem us spiritually, 100%. He came to redeem our minds, our soulish realm, and he's going to redeem. The last thing he's going to redeem completely is our bodies. And so those who have been dead, their bodies are going to be met up in graves and all that stuff is going to be, they're going to be raised, basically raised right out of the graves. They're going to, their bodies are going to be redeemed in heaven. Amen. And then those who are alive will be caught up to meet the Lord in the air. And then that is the rapture. Now, the rapture is what will spin off into what is called the second return of Jesus Christ. We call it the second coming because Jesus already came once. The first time Jesus came, he came as the Savior of the world. You need to write that down in your notes. He came as the Savior of the world. To what? To die on the cross for mankind to accept him as Savior, to be washed in the blood of Jesus so they could be set free from all sin and they can have right relationship with God. But he's coming back again, this time as the king, to come and restore all that's been lost. He's going to come back and touch down, and he's going to rule and reign, and we're going to rule and reign with him on the new earth and everything like that. Now, just a side note before we get into this. Number one, I am not, I have not dedicated my life 100% to the study of this subject like others have. So I want to, right off the get-go, encourage you, if you're looking for a deep dive into this, this is not going to be a deep dive. This is going to be plainly what the Bible says, and I'm going to give you my best way to teach this. Now, if you want to, I want to encourage you, this is just a side thing, if you want to dive deeper in this subject, I want to encourage you to go listen to Evangelist Tiff Shuttlesworth. You can search him on YouTube. He's a great man of God, and he has dedicated his life to this study. Now, I'm going to get into uh, the last days tonight leading up into the rapture and everything else because I believe we need to understand the times that we are living in. So go with me to Matthew chapter 24. I give that disclaimer not to lose viewers, but sometimes people think I'm going to give them a deep dive into the scuba dive world of the word and... This is a subject that I'm not going to do that because there's other people who are who are way better than me. <laughs> and quite frankly, I'd rather you get that deep dive from them. Now, Matthew chapter 24. Let's see here. Where do we want to start? Really, this whole chapter you should read. Verse, I'm just going to start in verse 3. We're going to break this thing down together, all right? We're talking about the, the signs of the times. The signs of what? One, the, 
the second coming of Christ, but the rapture takes place before the second coming, and there's a seven-year tribulation that takes place, and the rapture is the mark in which starts the timeline of those seven years. So, in other words, when we see these signs that I'm about to read, and we're going to break this down, we see these things coming of, of the second return of Jesus, how much closer are we to the rapture? That's what I want to get in, burn into your, your spirit tonight. So verse 3, Matthew 24, verse 3, we're just going to continue reading this on. It says, As he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately, saying, Tell us, when will these things be, and at what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? That's important. So in other words, when are you going to come and rule and reign? And Jesus answered, he said, see that no one leads you astray or deceives you. For many will come in my name saying, I am the Christ, and they will lead many astray. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not alarmed, for this must take place, but the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines and earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of birth pains. When or then they will deliver you up to the to tribulation and put you to death and you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. And then many will fall away and betray one another, hate one another, and many false prophets will arise and lead many astray. And because of lawlessness will be increased, the love of many will grow cold. But the one who endures to the end will be saved. And the gospel of the kingdom will be proclaimed throughout the whole world as a testimony to all nations and then the end will come. I want to pause there and I want to break this section down for you. And I want you to make sure, you know, highlight these in your Bible and take some notes with this. So the Bible says, see, Jesus said this, see that no one deceives you. For many will come in my name saying I am the Christ. So in other words, many are going to come. And that word Christ, notice how he, they, the Bible uses the word Christ. And I'm going to grab my New King James Version because I kind of like it better in that one. But is many will come and represent the anointing. Christ means the anointed one. So many will come in my name saying that they are the Christ. He said, do not be deceived. And then he said, you will hear of wars and rumors of war. So one sign of the times. So if you're taking notes, these are the signs of the times. Number one, many will come like Christ in the name of Christ, in the name of the anointing, but they will deceive many, right? They will pretend to be and have these things take place, but they are, they are not true. Then, number two, you'll hear of wars and rumors of wars. We're seeing wars take place right now as we speak. Wars, rumors of wars taking place in Israel and all that mess going on over there. Not only there, you hear wars of Russia and Ukraine, and those things are actually happening. And you're hearing, you know, we've heard it for like the last five, ten years. Oh, World War III is going to take place. Those are called rumors of wars. These are not things to get scared of. These These are like alarm clocks going off. When you said alarms, 
you know, the Lord is showing us here. It's like how many people watching right now, you would say, you know, I need you need like five alarms to get up in the morning. You're like you set one for eight o'clock, one for eight oh five, one for eight sixteen, one for eight seventeen, eighteen and nineteen and twenty. And then finally, you know, by that last time, that last one goes off, you're going to get up and get ready for the day, because if you wait any longer, you're going to be super late. How many people out there are, are like that? I used to be like that until I got married, and then I'd rather stay married than have uh, a thousand alarms. So now I just get up. <laughs> Amen. But there's people like that. So what are these things that I'm giving you are they're alarms that Jesus is saying, hey, when you see these things take place, you should you should stay ready, be ready, and and look for me to come back, and and especially be ready for the rapture. So in other words, these are the alarms going off. So one. False Christ, false people who false signs and wonders, false anointings, and, and there's even some literal people who say, claim to be Christ. You know, there's a guy in Israel right now. If you look it up, there's a guy who they think is the Messiah who's come back and he's been doing false signs and wonders. We all know Jesus is the real Messiah. So there's people even coming in the name of Christ and, uh, you know, uh, pretending to be him. So that's a sign. Then the wars and rumors of wars. Then it goes on to say, see that you're not troubled. So Jesus is telling us it's not to trouble us, but to prepare us. He says, see that you are not troubled. Uh, these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. We're seeing that. Nations rising against nation, kingdom against kingdom, group of people against group of people, race against race. You know, all these different things are taking place. That's another alarm going off. Then he said, there will be famines. There's famines. And, you know, America doesn't know what a famine is because we, we're so blessed with uh, this land is blessed. We have grocery stores, and so some countries don't even have grocery stores. They go through severe famines where you can't have any food. You can't, there is no food to be found. There's uh, they're literally droughts that are just killing the crops. The Bible says that when you see these things take place, it's a sign of the times. Pestilences, that's that's viruses and things like that. Like literally when you see those things, we just saw that happen. It shouldn't shock us. This is the thing that I want to get across tonight. That when you re we read this and we see these things happening in the news, you need to lose the shock factor. Oh, my God, I can't believe something's happening in Israel. What do you mean you can't believe something's happening in Israel? That's only been the pinnacle point of the Bible for thousands of years, and that's where the, the, the Holy Land, everyone's fighting over it. That should just wake you up and say, no, we need to keep looking to Jesus. No, we need to keep winning souls. No, we need to get busy. We need to quit wasting time because Jesus is coming back. I mean, there was a, there was a time period... Uh, back uh, in the 80s and 90s when they used to preach hard about how Jesus was coming soon. And, you know, we need to preach it even harder today. But, I mean, people were running hard after uh, the things of God and for God because they thought, two, uh, what was it, 2K2000 uh, or whatever, whatever they called it. When the 2000s hit, they thought the world was going to end, like Jesus was going to come back. But, the you know, I'm going to get into that in a minute, but no man knows the day nor the hour. So when somebody starts throwing dates around, you know that they're automatically, that's not when Jesus is coming back because the Bible says no man knows. But in other words, for, you know, regardless of that, Y2K, thank you guys, that's what they called it. 
Obviously, look how young I am. I'm just showing my age. <laughs> but I was, what, seven years old then? Um, but those, those are, <laughs> these are the things that we need to get back to that. We need to have an urgency for eternity. And we need to have an urgency for the return of Jesus. And so when you see these things take place, they shouldn't scare you. They should prepare you. And so a quick uh, te- uh, story. When I went to New York City, and this was in uh, 2022, I went to New York City to do a soul winning event with a couple minister friends of mine. Not the first time we ever went, but it was another time. And I remember it was the end of February, like the last day of February, and we were going to be there for like the first couple of days of March. I remember going, and it was before news broke out about Ukraine and Russia and all that stuff. And so we went to Times Square. We were winning souls and all that. And suddenly, there was a pop-up protest that took place. It was like March 1st, if I remember correctly. And it was like a pop-up protest. And we happened to be right there in the middle of Times Square. And so during that protest, I don't know how they did it, but... They got all the, you know, not all of the signs, but most of the signs they got to flip to the Ukraine flag. And there's a ton of people just slammed in the middle of Times Square, right by the steps, if you've ever been there before. And here we are in the middle of it. And uh, one of my evangelist friends was with me, and uh, he's pretty bold, and he wanted to get into the middle of the crowd and try to preach the gospel and get people saved. And, and so I'm following him behind him uh, with a camera trying to get in there and so we can we can capture it but also get these people saved and I remember in that moment that's when the flags hit the screens and everything and uh, I was like oh my god like literally Russia is a major major player when it comes to the signs of the times and Jesus coming back in the book of Revelation like I said I'm not diving deep into that tonight Um, that's not my subject right now but Maybe one day if the Lord graces me to dive into it like that, I will. But I'm just being totally transparent and humble with y'all. I'm just giving you what what I know from the Word. And I remember, though, in an instant, when I saw that and knew the impact of what was happening, it's like like I felt like Jesus was going to come back in the next five minutes. I mean, I knew I'm standing in the middle of prophetic events in the world that that signify it's like the biggest alarm clock went off on the inside of my spirit that day in Times Square and I said we got to run like never before we got to win souls like Jesus is coming back in my lifetime and that is what I'm talking about here tonight the second coming of Christ the rapture the last days that when you see these things happening you need to look up for your redemption is drawing nigh. And we don't need to get uh, scared about it. If you're a believer, if you're born again, and how many watching right now, you're born again, you don't need to be scared. You need to say, you need to get like me and say, no, we need to get going. We need to get moving. We need to get people saved. We need to tell somebody about Jesus. We need to pray harder for our families. We need to pray harder for our coworkers. We need to shout it on the mountaintops that Jesus Christ is Lord and that he's coming soon. And I mean, I still, I feel it even now as I'm sharing this. Why? Because this is the reality that we're living in. And I've hardly even touched what the Bible is saying in this area, but it's, it's true. And then it goes on to say in earthquakes in various places in verse eight, it says all these things are the beginning of sorrows in uh, I believe in the King James, it, it says it's the beginning of birth pains. 
In other words, it's if, you know, obviously only the women can relate, but if you ever had a baby and if you, you know, you've seen somebody or they've talked about it, the closer it gets to that baby coming out and being fully born into this world, there's called contractions which is birth pains, which is, you know, for a period of time it hurts, and that's the the body getting ready to give birth to that child. Well, when you see these things happening, which we've seen these things happening for a long time now, then you can see, and when it talks about the beginning of sorrows or the birth pains, the closer it gets to that baby being born in the natural, the closer the contractions get. So in other words, what we're seeing now is the closer it gets to Jesus coming back, the more you're seeing more earthquakes, the more you're seeing more wars and rumors of wars, the more you're seeing a consistent push of pestilence and viruses and, and things happening. And so... We need to stay ready. Everybody type stay ready. We need to stay ready. Jesus said this. Then he says, after all these things at the beginning of sorrows, verse 9, they will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you. You will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. Now, this is a very encouraging message tonight. Obviously, um, this is encouraging words from Jesus. They'll deliver you up into tribulation. They'll kill you. You'll be hated by all nations for my name's sake. That is, that's not very encouraging. But what is he saying? There's going to be a hatred on the planet for Christians. How many know? All you got to do is go step on a college campus and say Jesus is Lord, and you're going to have 20 people running down your neck hating you, literally picketing signs, kill the Jews, kill the Christians. Guys, this is where we're living right now. You know, we're protected in America from being killed like this, but there's nations out there right now. I have friends in nations that if they were found preaching the gospel, they would be killed. These are the times we're living in. Jesus said these things will take place. And then it says, and they will be offended. Many will be offended to betray one another. They will hate one another. I've never seen a time where more people are so offended in my life. If you sneeze a certain way, somebody is offended. I mean, my goodness, if you if you pick up your your shirt on the ground or you pick up something in the wrong way, somebody is upset. It's ridiculous. It's so stupid. But people people are offended. The Bible, Jesus said many offenses will come. That's why we as believers and this is this is my that's why I love my wife's book. If you if you don't have it, you need to get it. The powerful weapon of forgiveness. It's all about overcoming offenses because we the Bible says we need to guard our heart with all diligence for out of it flows the issues of life. That, in other words, we we can't allow offenses to come in. Why? Because this this is what's happening to these people. They're just they're offended. They're everything comes at them. They're just offended and they're bitter and it's causing a hatred for one another. That's what's happening in the nation. See, that's the plan of the enemy to divide people and to get them to hate each other. And that's a sign of the time. And we're seeing it happen. It's like every year there's another, there's a new group of people who hate each other. Or they're tr- it's just the, the deception of the media and the devil using the media to deceive people, to hate one another. 
this group hates this group. And then when that fades out and, and it's, it's been milked long enough, then they create a new thing. And now it's this versus this. It's Jews versus Palestine. And then it was whites versus blacks. And then it was this versus that. And it's just going on and on and on. Why? Because of offenses. But Jesus said these things will happen. And it says, then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. The number one weapon, you got to grab a hold of this here. This is why we're preaching the Bible, the truth. This is the truth. The, the number one weapon the enemy will use is deception. Deception. You need to write that down. This is why Jesus said, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. That's why he sent us the Holy Spirit, who is the spirit of what? Truth. And he will lead you and guide you into what? All truth. That's we got to we got to grab a hold of this. The number one weapon of the enemy in the last days is deception. Deception. Many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. Now, when we hear that and there is true false uh, prophets in the church. Absolutely. There's no doubt about it. Now, not everyone who's called a prophet is a false prophet. But how do we know? We gauge them through the word of God. If they're preaching the word. And that's why we need to know our Bibles. That's why we don't just take anything at face value. That's why even what I'm telling you tonight, you should run it through against the Bible. And anything that's not lining up with this Bible, you should throw out and get away. But if it lines up with the Bible, you need to believe it. You need to receive it. You need to have it. So one, we need to know the Bible. But two, false prophets, prophets represent those who are speaking. And this is, you know, the major false prophets of the world today is MSNBC, CNN, Fox News, Newsmax, you name it. The news is the false prophets putting out false propaganda and false, um, false narratives. And we have to guard ourselves against this. That's why it's better off to shut it off, shut it down. You know, we need to be informed, brother. We need to know what's going on. Yeah, you do need to know what's going on, but you don't need to know the garbage. What What is knowing what's going on going to change your everyday life? Is it going to cause you to hide and get some lima beans and get into a cave and wait for Jesus to come back? I hope not. It should fire you up to go win more souls because you understand what this says. Come on. That's why, that's why we need to know these things. So the, the many false prophets will rise up. And deceive many. My goodness. And because of lawlessness will abound. How many have seen lawlessness? People burning down targets and stealing Air Jordans for no reason. Lawlessness. That means those who have no regard for the law. I mean, defund the police, all of that. That stuff is all a result of the last days. Do you understand that? That stuff is all a result of the last days. That's what the Bible is. He's, Jesus warned us 2,000 years ago that these things would happen. The love of many will grow cold. This is why you have to guard your heart because of offenses and lawlessness and hatred for one another. There, people just don't, there is no even genuine compassion for other people. This is why we need to guard our heart because, you know, I saw some story of some guy. He saw some lady struggling with uh, her groceries and, and uh, you know, trying to get in and out and everything. And people just kept passing her by, passing her by, passing her by. And he was wondering why no one would stop and help a struggling individual, even ask them, say, hey, can, you, can I help you? The reason is, is because the love of many will, will grow cold. That means people just do not simply do not care about other people. 
I see that driving on the street. People just want to get right behind you and just not care that they're right behind you. Like they need to relax a little bit. How many can, and everybody can say amen. Relax, dude. So <laughs> that's what I'm saying. The love of many will grow cold. In other words, people will be all about themselves. Amen. These, the, we need to understand this. But then the Bible says, but he who endures to the end shall be saved. So there it is. There's the good news. He who endures to the end shall be saved. In other words, those who walk with God, those who understand truth, those who guard their heart from offenses and from bitterness and from that, you will be saved. In other words, you were saved. The best has been saved for last. God saves the best for last. And you are a part of this last day's generation going through all these things not by accident, but you're here because you are the best God could choose. You might say, well, brother, I don't really feel the best. I don't really feel like I'm most qualified. I don't know why God chose me to live now. I do know why, because he knew that you would live right here in, in 2023, going into 2024, living in the final moments of time. And it says, he who endures or she who endures till the end shall be saved. And guess what? You're not just going to get saved and barely skid into heaven by the skin of your britches, but you're going to get into heaven and you're going to bring as many people as possible with you. Can you say amen? And then it says this, and this is why we're preaching. This is why we're teaching. This is why we go to churches. This is why we get on YouTube and Facebook and do these broadcasts because it says this, it says, and the gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations and then the end will come. So what is going to help us accelerate the end to come, the preaching of the gospel, which is Jesus Christ, the Lord and Savior, the one crucified. Amen. That's why every single one of you guys, you need to become soul winners. You need to help us preach this gospel. But, you know, you know, I might be talking to some young people who say, well, am I going to get married? Well, am I going to have kids? Well, <laughs> well, what if Jesus comes back tomorrow? Well, I, you know, I used to think that way, but now I've had a kid. I've gotten married. It's, it's fine. It's going to be okay. But I'm telling you, when Jesus comes back, you ain't going to, who cares about any of that? We, we want to get this gospel preached and the end will come. And you know what? You will get married. You will have kids. There, I believe we still have time, but not much. So you better pray hard and long for that husband and that wife and tell them to stop and tell them to get their act together. Say, Lord, get them sick of Holy Ghost and get them Get them to get their act together now in Jesus' name. Some of y'all need to, with this prayer and fasting, you need to take 21 days and pray for your spouse who you haven't met yet and say, Lord, get a hold of them because we're running out of time. Amen. When you know, you know, you just need to pull the trigger. Can you say amen? So here we go. <laughs> Let's get into this. Now, I want you to fast forward with me because I could spend the whole day on this whole chapter, but go with me to verse 36. I want to get into my notes because I've been all off notes, but this has been building up to this point. But this is verse 36 of Matthew 24. But of that day and hour, no one knows, not even the angels of heaven. So in other words, no one knows the day nor the hour when Jesus is coming back. So for, right off the get go, I talked about deception, false prophets. I don't care how well known they are. Hear me straight. 
I don't care how well known they are or not known at all they are. If someone gets on and says, I don't care if it goes breaking news, Jesus is coming back on January 1st, 2024 at 3.03 a.m., you can mark them down as a false prophet, period. Don't ever listen to them again. Why? Because the Bible says no man knows the day nor the hour. So no man is going to know. So right there off the get-go, that's why we have to live ready every single day. We, uh, we need to live like Jesus is coming back tomorrow, but we need to prepare like he's coming back in 50 years. In other words, you don't live you know, and spend everything and, and not be responsible today. If he comes back in 50 years, you need to continue to go to your job. You need to continue to work. But we need to, we need to live in a preparedness in our heart and with an urgency to do what God's called us to do like he's coming back in five minutes. That's why every time I go soul winning, I always tell people, I say, we're going to treat this like in, at, at the end of soul winning, Jesus is coming back. Why? Because that's the urgency you got to have when you're a soul winner. And, and the reality is this, if that person accepts Jesus and they mean it in their heart and they're born again, if Jesus did rapture us up right in that moment, they're coming up with us. Because it get, you know, this has nothing to do with being sanctified. It has everything to do with being saved. Amen. So let's get back into this. No one knows the day nor the hour, but my father only, Jesus said. Verse 37. But as the days of Noah were, so also will be the coming of the son of man be. For as in the days before the flood, they were eating, drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the day Noah entered the ark. So in other words, it will be business as usual. So you're going to have, yes, you have the signs of the times, the earthquakes, the wars, the rumors of wars, the pestilence, the famines. I'm not going to get back into that because we've got to move on. But it also says that things are going to be business as usual. In other words, there's people all around us who have no clue what's coming. No clue. It's the biggest storm that's coming. It's, you know, it's kind of like there's a... Airwaves going out saying there's a hurricane coming and it's going to smash into Florida or wherever. It's the biggest one ever. It's category five. If they could put it into category six, they could. It's just going to just come in and destroy. But no one warns the people. They're just hanging out on the beach. It's just another day as usual. And before it's too late, that storm has come and hit them and it's going to wipe them out. That's what it is right now. People are going to be marrying. They're going to be drinking. They're going to be Going to work, they're going to be, like the Bible says, they're just going to be just like it was in the days of Noah. You know, people people think, well, I've been, you know, sadly, Christians, they've been, oh, I've been hearing Jesus coming back for so long, and uh, where is he? And so they just, they just say, you know what, he ain't coming back, and they just go back into the world. But the thing is, is Noah preached like it was in the days of Noah. Get this with me, guys. Noah preached that, that the flood was coming for 100 years 100 years. Come on, that's a long time to preach there's a flood coming. And at the same time, what was he doing? He was building an ark. He was putting the the ark together. I mean, building a big boat. And not only was he building a big boat, uh, he was building it in, on land. He They didn't have a semi to pull that thing to the ocean. He built it on land. In other words, by faith, he built his ark of salvation on land 
expecting the rain to come. The same is true for us. We need to build our life on the salvation of our of the Lord Jesus Christ and what he has said because there is another flood coming. It's called the fire of judgment that's going to hit this nation. It's going to be seven years of tribulation. It's going to be hell on earth. And I'm telling you, you don't have to go through it because Jesus made a way for you. And we have to recognize that Jesus is coming soon, that the signs of the times are evident and as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be when he comes back. And guess what? We can't get caught up in how long it's been since somebody first preached this. We got to live like it's going to happen right now because it can happen now. He could come back. Come on. I feel the urgency hit me even now like I was standing in New York City. I mean, if I could, I would tell the world in New York City that day. I want to tell the world now. He's coming. But, you know, at the same time. One of the positives that we can look at with Noah is, yes, he preached that for 100 years, but he kept his family close, and he kept, his, he kept telling his family, hey, the flood's coming, the flood's coming. And on that day, because they believed their dad, and they believed what he was saying, and they believed the message, they all got on the boat, and the Bible says that his whole family was saved. That's good news. That's a good scripture for you to stand on for 2024. That your family shall be saved in Jesus' name. Your family shall be saved. Amen. And you don't have to be afraid because you come to Jesus. It could be, a, you could feel terrified like some are saying. But this isn't to scare you. This is to prepare you. This is to say, hey, guess what? Things are coming, but you don't have to be a part of it because there's a Lord and Savior. That's why this thing is called good news for those who are going to get saved. This is going to be a glorious time. This is going to be a time of rejoicing. This is going to be a time of saying, you know what? Thank God that I'm saved. Thank God I'm born again. Because guess what? He's, gonna, he's made a way for us so we don't have to go through this. Can you say amen? So verse, let's continue reading. Hallelujah. Verse 40, then two men will be in the field. So actually, verse 39, let me go back. 39, let me finish this point. For 38, let's repeat, let's read it. For as in the days of, the, of Noah, before the flood, they were eating, drinking, marrying, and giving to marriage until the day that Noah entered the ark and did not know until the flood came and took them away, so he also will be coming the son of man. So that's the return of Christ. But then, verse 40 says, Then two men will be in the field. This is talking about the rapture. One will be taken, the other left. Two women will be grinding at the mill. One will be taken, the other left. Watch, therefore. I want you to type in the comments, watch. Watch, therefore, for you do not know what hour your Lord is coming. But know this, that if the master of the house who had known what hour the thief would come, he would have watched and not allowed his house to be broken into. Therefore, you also be ready, for the Son of Man is coming in an hour you do not expect. Come on, guys. I feel the fear of God watching, reading this. Come on, we got to watch for Jesus. We got to watch because we don't know the hour he's coming. The alarms are going off. The alarms are sounding. Every time you open your phone and get on Facebook or get on YouTube or get on Instagram, it doesn't take you too long to scroll, and you're going to see another alarm come before your face, a famine. You're going to see an earthquake. You're going to see a war or a rumor of war. You're going to see this 
deception taking place. And that deception, those are not to scare you. Those are to say, hey, guess what? We need to stay ready and we need to live ready and we need to get as many people ready as possible because he's coming back. No one knows. And the Bible says one will be taken, the other left. In other words, you have to live ready. You have to stay ready because there's this old video. My grandparents used to show it to me. All, you know, when I was a kid, they got some they got some old films on the rapture and the return of Jesus that would just, for whatever reason, they just scare the crap out of you. <laughs> but I remember watching it when I was like eight years old. And uh, they're not to meant they're not meant to scare you. Number one, they're meant to get to keep you ready. But I remember watching it, and uh, the it was this passage that they were showing. It was a husband and a wife. The husband got up uh, to go shave or whatever. The woman is just laying there in bed, still waiting to get up. She gets up and finds that the razor fell on the ground, and he's gone. And there she is. She's there. And then you know, people in planes. The pilot uh, was saved, so the pilots born again and he's raptured out and the plane goes down and i mean i'm watching this as a kid it's like what in the heck is this and it was all about you know the rapture and jesus coming back and i remember one time to give some comic relief to some of y'all um i remember one time i came home from school and they dropped me off on the bus and my mom didn't tell me this was before the times of cell phones believe it or not i didn't have a phone when i was in sixth grade or whatever so I mean, kids get them when they're three years old nowadays. I can't believe it. But I came home, and she didn't tell me that she was gone or she was going to be gone when I came home. So I come home. I just watched this film with my grandparents. I come home, and there's no one home. It's just me. And my sister wasn't with me. My brother wasn't with me. My mom's not there. My dad's not there. I mean, I'm telling you what, my knees hit the ground, and I began to cry out, saying, Lord, please, if I missed it. Don't let me miss it. Take me now. I mean, I'm telling you. And then next thing you know, about 10 minutes later, here comes my mom coming in. And uh, and you should have, she probably, if she's watching, she could probably vouch. She probably started cracking up because, I mean, talk about a look and a sign of relief. But that's what I, we need to have that urgency again. And that's what that's what this is talking about, though. This is true. One will be taken, another left. We must stay ready. We must be watchful. How do you stay ready? One, you keep your heart guarded. I talked about offenses. If you don't keep your heart guarded from offenses, it will start with being offended at a person, but eventually it will creep over and you will get offended at God. And next thing you know, you won't be going to church, you won't be reading your Bible, you won't be praying, and you'll find yourself slipping right out of relationship with God and you're in the danger zone of, being, of missing what I'm talking about. Number one, you got to guard your heart. Number two, maybe you're watching. You're not even born again. You're not even saved. You have to be saved. You must be born again. This is the number one prerequisite for making it to heaven. It is the only thing that you need to make it to heaven. It's called being born again. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. We must be born again. If you're not born again, I want to give you an opportunity right now before we go any, any further because all this will mean nothing. If you're not saved. So right where you're at, and maybe you're backslidden. Maybe right now you tuned in and you said, you know what? I'm not serving God. I haven't been to church in six months. I haven't opened my Bible in, in a year. I'm not serving God. I need to come back. That's my goal tonight, that you would you would just get another awaken, awakening to the fact that Jesus is coming back. I want you to say this out loud and believe it in your heart. I want you to say, Father, I come to you in the precious name of Jesus.
Lord, you said in your word, if I confess that Jesus Christ is my Lord and my Savior, I will be saved. So forgive me of all my sins, and I forgive everyone who's done me wrong so I can receive your forgiveness tonight. I'm saved, I'm born again, and I'm going to heaven because I believe in Jesus Christ. Amen. If you just said that prayer, I want you to send us. It's, go to zanerministries.com forward slash prayer. Let us know you prayed that for the first time. Maybe it's a rededication. Let us know. We want to send you a free gift and help you point you in the right direction for for a church. Now, from this point forward, those who are already born again and saved, and now you who have rededicated your life, it's time to live for God and to live on fire for God. Not just live for Him and, you know, compromise here and there. I'm telling you, now is not the time. Now is the time to get a hundred with God. You need to get on fire for Him. You need to, you know, I don't care what little bit of, you want to hold on to something, forget about it. Get rid of it. Don't don't even play with it. Don't even have anything to do with what will trip you up because we're living in these times. I want to give you this scripture that will nail home the point of saying, you know what, Nick? Yes, you showed these vague signs and everything, but I want to give you a sign in the Bible that many people may not know. And I, sometimes I take it for granted by going to Bible school that people, everyone knows this, but I found out it, I can't do that because many people don't. Luke chapter 21, verse 24. It says this, And they will fall by the edge of the sword and be led away captive into all nations. This is talking about the Jews. And Jerusalem will be trampled by the Gentiles until the times of the Gentiles are fulfilled. And there will be signs in the sun, in the moon, and in the stars, and on the earth distress of nations. With perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring, men's hearts failing them from fear and expectation of those things which are coming on the earth. For the powers of the heavens will be shaken. Then they will see the Son of Man coming in the cloud with power and great glory. Now when you see these things happen, begin to happen, look up and lift up your heads because your redemption draws near. Verse 29. Then he spoke to them a parable. Look at the fig tree and all the trees. When they are already budding, you see and know yourselves that summer is now near. So you also, when you see these things happening, Know that the kingdom of God is near. Assuredly, I say to you, this generation will by no means pass away till all these things take place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words by no means will pass away. Jesus mentioned specifically, look at the fig tree. And he talks about when you see it budding. That is symbolic of the nation of Israel. Whether you realize it or not. That's why he talked about how they would be dispersed, but the day will come when they will come back together. And we know in the 19, 1948, I believe, Israel became a nation again. And then Jesus said, when you see that Israel becomes a nation again, this will mark, this generation shall by no means pass away until they see the Son of Man coming back. And if that was that long ago, that was over 70 years ago, I believe. Maybe you can get an exact date for me, Jose, of when Israel became a nation. You can put it in the comments. I should have it in my notes, but I, I didn't put it in there. That would, I mean, we're coming up on almost 80 years 
of the youngest person, that generation shall by no means pass away. Now, we don't know when it says that generation, if it's talking about the little, the little baby generation or a little bit older, we don't know. Well, we can speculate that if there was a newborn baby born on that day, May 14th, 1948, then that generation will not pass away. Then that person, the youngest person right now would be whatever the age that is. What is that? 2024 uh, is what? Who's good at math? Was that 76? 76? They'd be 76 years old. The youngest. So, I mean, a generation could be maybe 120 max because the Bible talks about, you, you know, in Psalms about being 120, but then, I mean, 70, 80. We're close. We're right there, folks. So this many people don't know that's in the Bible that when that's why Israel is so, so important. We see that they became a nation again. We see that Jesus said when you see that happening, that he's coming back again. We need to stay awake. The world says stay woke. I stay, stay awake. Stay awake. Wokeness is, is horrible. That's deception. Being awake, that's why, we, that's why we're contending for a great awakening. For people to wake up to the reality of Jesus Christ, his return, and how accurate this Bible is to the signs of the times. And then the Bible says that the same way that Jesus left, he's going to come back. Amen. And that's in Acts chapter 1, verse 11. As he was descended up, he's going to come back and he's going to split that eastern sky. And we're going to see him come back in his glory. But before that, we're going to be taken out of here. Amen. And so, I hope you're encouraged tonight. My job tonight was not to scare you, but to maybe jolt you up a little bit. Maybe some of y'all, you've been considering turning your back on God. Do not, because Jesus is coming soon, and he loves you so much. And he sent us his Holy Spirit so that we can be empowered to live free from sin and to walk in his plans and purposes. And I see you running with a new urgency after tonight, an urgency for eternity, an urgency to say, you know what, I'm going to live for God all the days of my life. I'm going to give him everything I have. And I'm telling you right now, in 2024, we are running like he's coming back on December 31st, 2024. We're going to go as hard as we possibly can for Jesus. Because that's the times we're living in. That's the moment we are at, folks. And we got to go. And we got to run. And we got to do everything possible. And I believe you're going to rise to that occasion and you're going to fulfill what God has called you to do. Because not everyone's called to do what we're called to do, but we're all called to do something. And now is the time. Now is the time to be faithful. Now is the time to fast. Now is the time to prayer. Now is the time of salvation. Now is the time to run like never before. Hallelujah. And so I could go into a lot more here tonight, but I, I don't feel like I need to uh, for the sake of this broadcast. I feel like I just want to encourage some of you. Some of y'all, you've heard some of this and you got a little fearful. It's not time to be fearful. It's time to say, you know what? I'm on the right side of this thing. You're on the winning team. 
You're on the team that's going to see victory after victory. While the world might get darker, while the world might experience more pestilence and more famines, a thousand may fall at one side, 10,000 at your right hand, but it will not come near you. That's in Psalm 91. This is your year to, to win. This is your year to go forward. This is your year as 2023 comes to a close here in the next couple days. It's time to lay aside every sin and weight that so easily encumbers you, that holds you back. And it's time to say, you know what? With my uh, eternal eyes and my, my, my spirit man seeing what's coming, and seeing how Jesus is coming soon, I'm going to run with a different fire in my eyes. I'm going to live a different way. I'm going to make church a priority. I'm going to make prayer a priority. I'm going to make reading my Bible and doing the daily Bible reading plan a priority. Why? Because this thing has has more to do with than uh, just having a great life. This is eternity on the line, guys. This is, there's, <laughs> I can't, I mean, I'm doing my best to fire you up to live for God. I'm telling you, because we are at these final moments of time. If it's, if I could, I can't even put it into English how close we are. I can't even put it in English words. I'm having a hard time. I might have to start speaking in tongues to get this thing out. I don't know. Because <laughs> these are the times we're living in. And so I already gave the altar call, and I know you're ready to meet the Lord if you prayed that prayer. But what are some next steps? Some next steps would be, you know what, consecrate yourself to the Lord tonight and say, God, I may have slipped up here, but this year is not going to be a repeat of last year. I'm not going to do what I did last year. I'm not going to say I'm going to do what I did do. I'm going to go to the church all the time and I'm going to serve God and I'm going to give to that ministry or I'm going to do this or I'm going to begin to tithe. Like, no, start now. Start doing what the Bible says now. Start experiencing what is for you now and expect God to come through for you. Expect God to show up. Expect Jesus to return. But guess what? He's going to find you looking for him and ready. Amen. So right now, before we close and pray, I want to give you an opportunity to sow into the kingdom of God. And why? Because our ministry exists to win the loss, number one. Number one. The reason why? Because Jesus is coming soon. Because I'm not going to let my generation go to hell and me sit back and not talk about these things. I'm not going to sit back and see the signs of the times and not speak up and say this is a blatant alarm to the people of this world and they don't know the storm's coming. I'm going to speak up and I'm going to tell them that guess what? This These pestilences, this COVID, these things happening, this is a sign of the times. When you see this stuff happening, I'm not going to sit back and stay quiet. I'm going to shake as many people in my generation awake and say, come on and get on the ark called salvation in Christ Jesus before this thing is too late. And so I want to give you an opportunity to put your finances into the kingdom of God and they'll put up the different ways to give. And I know many of the Z team are watching tonight, and I'm super thankful that you are. And I know there's other people who you might feel tonight as you are listening. You feel a call to be a part of this Z team army. We're believing God for 1,000 people to stand with us, to be on the team, to preach the gospel and help us get this word out before it's eternally too late. Well, will you do me the honor and, and go to zanerministries.com slash give, become a partner with us. Maybe you can partner at 25 
Maybe you can partner at 50. Maybe, you know what, you want to give $1,000, but you just can't give 1000 tonight. You can do so if you sign up and give $84 a month. By the 12 months, by the end of 2024, you would have sown $1,000 into the kingdom of God. And I'm telling you, I can guarantee you we're going to go after souls like never before. We've seen 9,551 9, salvations since we started, and we're planning to do the biggest uh, crusades we've done yet. And uh, I can't wait to share the good news in the new year of what we're about to do. We're going to do the biggest events we've ever done, preach the gospel to as many people as possible. Why? Because of everything I just said tonight. So you can see the different ways to give on the screen. You can uh, give by PayPal, Venmo, Cash App. They're all at or dollar sign give ZMI. You can go to our website, xanerministries.com forward slash give. You can also mail in a check if you'd like to to Zaner Ministries, P.O. Box 125, Copley, P.A. 18037. And if you want to give by Zelle, we also have Zelle info at zanerministries.com. Many different ways to give. Just be a part. And uh, we're going to shake this generation awake with the gospel. Amen. I want to thank you ahead of time. Those who give $25 or more, this is our monthly gift. It's called Bible Doctrines. It has stood the test of time, and uh, they can do a better job of even giving you better, uh, not better, but more scriptures on what I talked about tonight in regards to the second coming, the rapture, the last days. It's all in this book. I use it as a source tonight. It's a great, great book. And if you give 25 or more, I'll give that to you. Also, you can scan this QR code for anyone who gives any amount. If you want to give 20, 15, 10, whatever, you can get this <coughs> given to you. And uh, it's our way of saying thank you. Praise the Lord. And uh, Bible reading plan. One more time because we got more people watching. Join it. You only have a couple more days to be a part. We're kicking off the new year the right way in the word, in the spirit. And in prayer, and you got to have the word. It's like the ingredients to success as a Christian <laughs> is the Bible. So you got to have it. Amen. Sign up for that. And uh, if you don't receive our text messages, because I do see some new people on tonight, um, you can sign up to receive text updates from us. Text Z Team to 610 936 8464. Make sure it's just one word, and you'll get updates from me and my wife while we're on the road. Before we do any broadcasts, we'll let you know the title, everything, so you can determine if you want to watch or not. <laughs> and uh, also, if you have any prayer requests, send them there, and uh, we want to send you prayer requests. Any special prayer requests that you want a little bit more private and need a longer to write it out, you can send it to ministries.com forward slash prayer. We will be praying over all the prayer requests that come in in the next three weeks, we're going to be praying in the 21 days of prayer and fasting. I want to encourage you to send that in. And we're going to lock our faith with that. We'll lay hands on your prayer requests and believe God together. Amen. Also, subscribe to YouTube so you don't miss any of these broadcasts. How many guys have been blessed tonight? I see Ben's on. Evangelist Benjamin after... This Sunday, congratulations on stepping into one of the greatest gifts you could be called into. 
Joyce is on. Richard, Gary. I saw Victoria is on. Hallelujah. Whoever else is on, you got to comment so I can see you. But I see there's a great crowd on tonight. Hope tonight has been a blessing to you. Hallelujah. My friends on Instagram, hope you guys are enjoying that 780p, even though we got a 4K camera. <laughs> Just giving people an opportunity. Oh, yeah. Also, you can check out our audio. You can never miss any of these if you if you go to our audio podcast on Apple and Google. And you name it, you can watch or you can listen. I mean, link is in the comments. All right, let's pray. Father, I thank you for every single person listening and watching. Lord, I thank you that Tonight, if anything, they've received an urgency in their spirit to live for you. Lord, we thank you for the Holy Spirit who helps us and leads us and guides us into all truth. And this is nothing to be afraid of, but it's everything that we can glean, glean on and see and know that you're coming soon so we can tell as many people as possible that you're coming. Lord, grace each and every one of us, including myself, to win as many people as possible in 2024 for your son, Jesus. And Lord, we thank you ahead of time as we close out with one more broadcast in 2023 for 2024 to be the best year we've ever had in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen. Thank you for listening to the Zayner Ministries podcast. Please consider becoming a monthly covenant partner with us. We're asking God for 100 people to stand with us financially as we continue to win the loss in America. Go to ZaynerMinistries.com and click on the Give Now button and become a monthly covenant partner today.